Okay, so my second story is that Persona 3 and Jet Set Radio, it looks like they're going to be getting a remake. So there was a video released on Twitter. Somebody said that they got this. They, If you watch it real close, there's a real short, I think it's about five seconds clip of what looks like Persona 3 in the Persona 5 engine. Then it cuts and it shows some Sonic Frontiers, and then it cuts and it shows some Jet Set Radio, just to basically a guy dancing. So a lot of people are arguing over this. Some people think that this is a leak. If you go to the Twitter handle that posted these, it doesn't exist anymore. That Twitter handle has been taken down. So it's I had a really hard time tracking down this video, actually, trying to find it, but I did find it. And yeah, so... There have been rumors in the past of Persona 3 being remade. Now, Persona 3 Portable was recently re-released on modern consoles back in January. So you can play it on Xbox and PlayStation, but this is the PlayStation Portable from 2002. Graphically, it's not that amazing. But there were rumors of it getting remade. Jet Set Radio, the last game came out in 2000... or Maybe maybe it didn't come out in 2002 for Persona. I don't remember when it came out, but... Jet Set Radio, the last game, was in 2002. But there have been rumors of maybe a new entry in the franchise. So there have been rumors about this for a while, and then this shows up, and there's little Japanese words in the top right-hand corner. I don't remember exactly what the translation is, but it says something like in development or something like, or game in development or something like that. So some people are getting really excited, saying, we're getting Persona 3 for modern consoles with modern graphics using... A lot of the mecha- maybe some of the new mechanics from Persona 5, because, you know, sometimes going back and playing an old game, stories are great, but sometimes we've evolved mechanically and it's hard to go back to some of the old mechanics that just not as smooth. So a lot of people are excited about it, but some people think that this might be, some people are calling it the church moment, which is a reference to when near Automata, there was this whole thing where somebody discovered a hidden door and behind that door was this whole corridor and church and the references to near and that sort of thing and so people were trying to replicate it and they were like oh my god what is this secret and all these sort of things but it turns out because people were saying like it's impossible this has to be real because it's impossible to mod this game nobody can mod this game there are some things wrong with it turns out that there actually had been a mod tool made and somebody was doing this to basically show off the capabilities of this mod tool So it ended up being fake. So some people think that this is fake and somebody went through and they're like, I'm going to create this short clip of Persona 3 to drum up a lot of of talk. But in reality, this is all just a hoax. So we're going to have to wait and see. So yeah, that's it. Okay. That would be nice if there's a Persona 3 remake because it's, I haven't played it and I heard that it's the most loved Persona by the community. So this just, as you said, that's an old game and I'm doing a lot of old games these days, but only if they are remade and practical to play. I have absolutely nothing to add there, so we can move on to our last <laughs> All right, I'm trying to go fast. Basically, I'm just coming back on the gameplay trailers. It was on Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, so Breath of the Wild 2, and they are showing off some new abilities that link us with the Zotavisa Shika uh, tablet anymore. He has these gloves or arms that you can see, which power up so, some new abilities. So that's four of them which have been displayed. First one is Recall that you might see right now on the video. Recall means that you take an object 
and rewind time. So it's used, I believe, mostly for gameplay and, and dungeons. You can use it in combat, but that will really require some really fine tuning. So I really think it's, it's more like for dungeon play. Second one is Fuse and Fuse. So this, what you can see right now is, is recall. The rock fell, it's going back up and from this, Link would be able to jump to reach an island he couldn't before. Second one is Fuse. Fuse is the most important for me because it allows you, literally Fuse, any object in your inventory. You have a stick, there's a boulder in front of you. You can fuse them and have a big makeshift hammer which improves the durability and the attack power of your tool. And this is coming from the kind of critics that in Breath of the Wild, your weapons were far too easy to break or too fast. Just grab whatever on the side, you use your fuse tool and buff your weapon right away. So that's, that's really cool. You can do this one would be really great if you have a lot of inventivity, right? If you have a good imagination, you can do a lot of things. For instance, there's one I really love. You can use food as well. You can, there was some kind of spore mushroom that he put on his shield. The enemy shot the shield and the mushroom would just explode in a big fog, which allows Link to sneak behind and the sneak kills the, the monster. So plenty of combination here. I'm sure it's going to be quite funny. Third one is Ultra Hand that people talk a lot about. Ultra Hand allows you to pick some object, glue them together, and create your craft. You can literally create your boat, create your glider. In the trailer, lots of different cars or gliders or boats that uh, the Kink is using, all using the Ultra Hand. There's a, there's a timer on t onto it, so I'm not sure if it unglue after or if it's just that you can't use your craft after a certain time and you need to let the energy respawn. Otherwise, sounds like a good idea. And last one is Ascend. Ascend is, I believe, only quality of life. You know that rest of the wild, you have big cliffs to climb. It's quite a lot. Here is equivalent to glitching through the wall. That's basically it. You have a wall over you. You take the elevator, rip, you, you glitch through the wall. You swim through, basically, and up you are over it. Here in Breastfeeding Tears of the Kingdom, there's lots of sky. I don't know if you can ascend from the ground level to a island, but I've seen it do, done through mountains. You're in a cave, you use ascend and you're on top of the mountain. So that's really, I think, quality of life here. And it's, uh, it's going to be very useful. So here it is for the four abilities that we've seen on, on this new Zelda. They are all seem really cool, adapted to every situation. Some of them are very big to one particular situation, but the fuse and the ultra hand get your brain working. You can do lots of things there. Anton, do you want to tell us about the leaking story? Nintendo subpoenaed the Discord server? I have no clue what is that. Furry. <laughs> right. I'll let Adam take over. Adam, go ahead. So basically what happened was somebody released some footage of the game, I believe, that was showing off some of the enemies and that sort of thing. And they released this video on Discord and then that's been passed around. So basically Nintendo said, hey, Discord, you need to tell us who this user is. You need to give us this user's information because this person needs to be punished for what they have done. And yeah, they, they've made Discord to release their information. 
Now, Discord has already, I believe, taken down the original post. They've also, I think, banned the person who did it, but they have not completely closed down the Discord server that this was on. So it has been passed around a bit. They might have shut it down by now. But um, yeah, Nintendo is very protective of their IPs, and they are not playing around with this. Uh, if you ever get early access footage to a Nintendo property, maybe don't share it. Why does it take that, Antoine? Do you think Nintendo is a bit aggressive? And what do you think about Legion you know, in general? I am finding that there's a lot of leakage in the US recently. Anyway, that's not the point. <laughs> but yeah, in time of Nintendo being aggressively protective of their IP, yes, they have been since... Remember the Philips CD with the three the trilogy of shame of the three Zeldas on the Philips CDI? They don't want to repeat of this. Or the cartoons of Zelda when we were a kid, they don't want to repeat of this. Now, every IP is extremely... There's a, I don't know how you say that in English, play discharge. There's, there's a set of rules and you don't go over the rules. Like Illuminations, the guys who did the Minions, they did the Mario movie and that I went to see with the kids. You can see that they had no say in how the movie was made. It's, you had the script by Nintendo, Mario does this, and then that happened and that happened. Can we add not? You do what I say that you do. And that's it. Otherwise, we go see someone else. And that's it. And basically, the whole Mario is a good movie, right? But it's a giant advertisement. And clearly not something that Illumination would have made if they didn't have someone looking. I'm sure that the guys were like coding or creating the movie with a Nintendo guy in that. Okay, that can go. I'm sure of that. Definitely. Okay. Adam, what do you think about leakers and leaking and all that sort of stuff? For me, my take is, I think it's weird, personally, I don't get why game companies are so aggressive about it. I think it's, so many people saw some early video, how is that going to damage your game or damage the release or that sort of stuff? In the past, that's definitely damaged games, as we saw with Halo Infinite, with the, was it Brute Craig and Forspoken, obviously, before it came out, was being pretty badly torn apart on some of the, those that weren't leaks necessarily, but... Sometimes things aren't necessarily ready and they come out in an unfinished state and people take that and just run with it. So I think in this case, I do think Nintendo is overreacting. It is free publicity. The game is looking great. And in an odd way, they're having their cake and eating it too because they get to subpoena this guy and say, hey, nobody touch our IP. But at the same time, by having such an extreme reaction, that's going to have the Streisand effect. And that's going to just draw more attention to it and have more people seek that video out now because they've heard about it only because it made the news. They're getting that. But at the same time, I think it does make sense because in this particular case, I think that video leak benefits Nintendo, but there might be situations where it could be detrimental. For instance, if you're really, if there's footage of maybe a new mechanic or a spoiler for the story or something like that, that you don't want getting out. But if you've let it slide in the past, it's going to be a lot harder to fight that in the future. So I think it's one of those things where, okay, yeah, we're benefiting it from it this time, but we should probably play it safe because you never know. And it's a lot harder to backtrack than it is to be proactive about it up front. So I think from a business standpoint, business Nintendo is making the right move, but I do think it is extreme in this particular case. Cool. Okay. And I guess we'll do my second story very quickly. 
My second story is for those of you who are still running SSDs or even regular 3.5-inch hard drives. Right? Samsung's really good 990 Pro SSDs, but these are M2 SSDs, so they're like literally the size of these two pens put together, right? They were really tiny. That's probably what's inside the PlayStation 5. I don't remember if the PlayStation 5 has a regular size SSD or an M2. But I recently got an M2 maybe last year or two years ago. I can't remember. Really good space saving. They are like much smaller than regular SSDs and they run faster. Like I feel my M2 is faster than my regular SD, though like what my, some people might not notice the difference, right? So anyway, this is like a one terabyte. So that's good enough for at least one installation of a really big AAA game, right? 200, 300 gigabytes. This set you up, right? Good for Windows 11. Are you running it on? If you're building up your own Hackintosh. Good deal. It's currently $99, right? On Amazon. If you are in a country where Amazon does ship to you, and there are a lot of those countries, you might not even think they do. So again, like in Taiwan or in South Africa or... Pretty much a lot of the countries in the world, you can get this on sale right now and you can bump up your, like literally in 2023, nobody should be using those thick 3.5 inch hard drives anymore. These are cheap, affordable, much faster. This does bring up a point I wanted to ask with Adam though is what happens when your PlayStation SSD dies? You would lose everything. But actually in my PlayStation recently, I installed the Samsung 980 Pro. So that's, I have a secondary drive in my PlayStation right now. I posted some pictures up on Twitter. I was really worried about opening it up, but it was actually pretty easy. So yeah, but mine's a 980 Pro and it's two terabytes. So, so you could replace your SSD, right? On your own, like the main SSD. You have. Not the main one, but that was the thing is like in the PlayStation 4, I ended up getting a hybrid drive so I could expand my PlayStation 4 to four terabytes. But in the PlayStation 5, they basically saw that, okay, a lot of people are upgrading because it's harder to get these drives. And so they actually put a slot in, an expansion slot in the PlayStation 5. So at any time, you can just pop a new SD in there. So, yeah. No, no, because I'm just worried. Like one of the things with SSDs, I remember when they first started coming out, is because SSDs have that much higher read and write speed than your typical 2.5 chart drives, they die faster. So it makes me wonder, are you going to have to buy an entire new PlayStation when your SSD dies and it will, just like mine's will? Because everybody who has an SSD knows your SSD will die in the future and it does have a shorter lifespan. So yeah, what do you do then? There's an expansion slot. I guess you would just switch everything over to your expansion slot and just not use the built-in one. So you'd have to clone the hard drive or there's like some cloning tool in the PlayStation 5. Yeah, I don't know about the OS or anything like that and how that's handled. But yeah, you basically, when I go into my PlayStation right now, I have my primary drive. And then what I, if I want, what I can do is I can either set the, I can set the second drive as my primary drive. So everything I install from then on is saved to that. Or I can just say, okay, move this from this drive to the other drive and it'll move everything over for me. So I guess if it was reaching its end of its lifespan, yeah, you could just move everything over into your second drive and then just run it off of that. The OS itself, I'm not quite sure how that would work, but for all your games and saves and all that, yeah, you can just put them on the second drive. Cool. All right, guys, we are almost at time. 
any final words before we move into next show? None for me. I think we covered basically everything. Very cool. Oh, we are literally at time. Very good. Then hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Please don't forget to subscribe and share. Stay tuned on YouTube and other places. Don't forget to watch Adam continue to play Persona 5. And we will see you guys next. Yeah, see you later. Good evening.